Thanks for listening in to the Calvary Podcast, coming to you from Miami, Florida. We're so glad you've joined us. We hope today's message will encourage you and remind you that God is with you and He's for you. Here's today's message. Okay, Acts chapter 2, beginning in verse 1. We're going to read a couple of verses. Uh, this is uh, the disciples, the apostles, as they're waiting for what Jesus told them. We've been talking about the Holy Spirit, and here in Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit is it's descending on them. Finally, the promise has come. Acts chapter 2, if we could put it up, beginning in verse 1, it says this. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit, and they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Let's read verse 4 one more time. All of them were filled. Somebody shout filled. With the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Go with me. Skip a couple of books. Go to the book of 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 4. 1 Corinthians chapter 4. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, we're going to put it up on the screen as well. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, beginning in verse 1. Look at what Paul now says about spiritual gifts. He says, now, dear brothers and sisters, regarding your question about special abilities the Spirit gives us, I I don't want you to misunderstand this. Listen, Listen to Paul's tone already. He's saying there's a lot of misunderstandings. There's a lot of people that got it confused. Paul is saying, I don't want you to be confused when it comes to spiritual gifts. And I really believe there is a lot of confusion. He says, I don't want you to misunderstand this. You know that when you were still pagans, when you were heathen dogs, you were led astray and swept along in worshiping speechless idols. So I want you to know that no one speaking by the Spirit of God will curse Jesus. Go to the next one. It says this, next verse. It says, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. Look what he says now about spiritual gifts. Go on to the next one. It says, the spiritual gift is given to each of us. This is verse 7. I want you to underline this in your Bible, highlight it. A spiritual gift is given to each of us. Somebody say each of us. So that we can help each other. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same Spirit gives great faith to another. And to someone else, the one Spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives the one person power to perform miracles. He's going to continue on with the list of gifts. Go on to the next one. It says, at another, the ability to prophesy. He gives to someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another Spirit. To another, a person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages or tongues, while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. Paul just talked about the gifts and uh, out of these couple passages and what we've been learning about the Holy Spirit, I want to share a message that's on my heart this afternoon here as we talk for the next few minutes. I'm going to try to talk a little bit quick and try to keep it a little bit short because I, I want to pray afterwards. I really believe that the Holy Spirit is here. And I really believe that he wants to fill us, empower us. And I really believe that he wants to put to work some of the gifts that he's placed inside of some of us. I want to pray for healing. I want to pray for a couple of things here today. And some of you are already getting a little bit uncomfortable in your chair. Like, oh, I told you it was going to get weird. Finally, it's not going to get weird. Uh, get, He's our counselor. He's our comforter. He's our friend. Amen. I titled this message. You can write this down on your notes. I told the church to lean in for the last few weeks as we're learning about the Holy Spirit. I've titled this, I want it all. I want it all. I wanted you to write that down. Um, I've said over the last two weeks and uh, today as well that I'm going to be a little bit more teaching than preaching. 
I just want us to learn together. Can I get an amen? I want us to learn together. And I know a lot of times we preach and we come up here and there's different preachers and we have awesome messages. But today, I just want to teach a little bit more as we wrap up the series on the Holy Spirit. So write some notes. Let's lean in. Let's learn together. Amen? Come on, let's close our eyes, bow our head, and ask God to bless his time. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for this time together. Thank you for this afternoon here at Calvary. Thank you for what you're doing in this campus in Kendall. Thank you for the amazing 9 a.m. service this morning. Thank you for the 11 a.m. service. Thank you now for this 1 p.m. God, we pray that you may have your way. Thank you for tonight in, the, in, the, in our city campus at 7 p.m. God, that you may have your way there as well. Thank you for what you're doing across the life of our community, of our church, that we get to call this place our home and serve and be a part of it. That's amazing. And we just thank you. Have your way in this place today. God, actually, I, I want to lift up right now the people of Houston and the people of Texas, God, as this storm has gone through there. God, we pray uh, for protection right now in Jesus' mighty name. God, we pray that you would protect, God, the people of Texas. We pray that you would comfort them right now. God, we pray that you would help them right now. We pray that you would send help as soon as possible. God, if there's anything that we can do, God, that we would be of service and of help as well. God, we pray that you would strengthen them right now. God, be with your people to be a light there in the middle of this uh, chaos, God. And I believe that you will bring glory out of this. So just pray for protection and comfort in Jesus' name. Thank you for this afternoon here together. Holy Spirit, have your way in this community, in this service. We love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. All God's people say. Amen. Come on, 1 p.m. All God's people say. 1 p.m., can you give God a big, big shout one more time? Come on, big shout. Does anybody in here, have you ever heard the term spring cleaning? Spring cleaning. Does anybody in here hate it as much as I do? <laughs> like, I don't know about you, but I, <laughs> she just looked at you like, are you serious? Um, spring cleaning is, is, if you've never heard about it, if you don't know what it means, it literally means you are cleaning house. Like you are, you are going to take out everything in your home. You are going to completely clean it, renovate it. I mean, do everything that you get, you can. Growing up in my house with a Hispanic mom, uh, for my mom, every Saturday was spring cleaning. It was every Saturday. My mom, my mom was no joke. Um, growing up, and, and we were Hispanic, and my parents were old school Christians, Pentecostal. So Saturdays at 6, 7 o'clock in the morning, she would start blasting worship music. I'm talking about loud. And growing up, you know some Spanish music, Christian Spanish, Marcos Wheat, like loud at 6, 30, 7 o'clock in the morning. Like, and, you know, his music has trumpets and tambourines and all that. And I'm just like, mom, this feels like boot camp. Like I'm, I'm trying to sleep. I've been in school all week. And, and she was Olympiad, everybody, Olympiad, Olympiad. I'm just like, so it was, it was just a little bit crazy. And I, I just dreaded those days. They were, hey, anybody know what I'm talking about? It's just like, oh, today I'm not hanging out with friends. I'm not seeing nobody. I'm, just, I'm not even going to see the light of day. I'm just going to be like stuck in my closet all day. Spring cleaning. A couple weeks ago, my wife, um, she functions under the same anointing and spirit as my mom. And she said, <laughs> she said, babe, it's time to clean. And I was like, oh, I can't wait. Amazing. And, uh, and so we took out a whole day just to like literally clean everything, the whole house, all of our closets, drawers, everything. And whatever was old or garbage, we just threw it out. And we, we found actually a bunch of clothes to give to friends in other countries. That aren't, I mean, we, we got, it was awesome. It was a good time. And uh, actually, while I was going through my closet, I, I, I usually just stick boxes in my closet of whatever uh, stuff I have, I, some boxes in the back of my closet. And so I started going through the boxes, and I had old boxes there of a bunch of stuff, and I had some boxes of shoes. I love shoes, right? Like, I love shoes. 
And I had forgotten I had misplaced some boxes back there, some shoes I hadn't seen. And one of the boxes, one of the shoes I hadn't seen in a while, is actually some sneakers that somebody given me. It was actually some that Julio had given me. And uh, for my birthday, he gave me a pair of sneakers. And uh, that's why he's just the best. And uh, <laughs> I love sneakers. Like, I'm, a, I'm, I'm just like, I love shoes. I love sneakers. And so um, I'm a sneaker head, if anybody knows what that means. Just a bunch of sneakers in my head. And um, I love it. And uh, obviously, I, couldn't, I can't afford them anymore the way I used to because you got married and you got bills. Uh, but so... <laughs> I opened up this box. I'm like, my God, I forgot about these shoes as well. And I took them out. I'm like, man, I haven't used them in months and put them on. I've been wearing them all week. I'm like, I love these shoes. They're absolutely incredible. And I've forgotten that I had a hidden gift. I wonder how many of us have hidden gifts in our lives that the Holy Spirit has given us. You know what I believe, church? I really believe that so many of us are gifted by spiritual gifts and we have them misused or underused and hidden in the back of our lives. Maybe, maybe we're in here today and we're saying, Alex, I, I really don't even know what spiritual gifts are. I, I don't know what my spiritual gift is. Um, what is it? Do I have it? Do I have some gifts? Where, where do I have them if I do have them? And I really believe there's so many spiritual gifts lost, hidden, and underused. And I really believe that God wants you to use these spiritual gifts to be a blessing in the house of God. I wonder if there's a spiritual gift in your life that you're not aware of. Maybe it starts by saying, okay, what is a spiritual gift, right? Because there's a lot of misunderstandings when it comes to spiritual gifts. Like I've heard all kinds of crazy things when it comes to spiritual gifts. And maybe you're like, okay, what is a spiritual gift? I don't understand what a spiritual gift. I I've seen some things. I think it, it really starts because there's big misunderstandings about spiritual gifts, right? Like some of us, if we grew up in church, we've seen people abuse spiritual gifts, Right? And so we're just like, oh, spiritual gifts, I, I want nothing to do with that. Just because some people misuse them doesn't mean we neglect them. And we said the same thing about the Holy Spirit. Don't neglect a gift that God has placed on the inside of you. And so some of the misunderstandings about the Holy Spirit is that we think they're weird. I'm here to tell you the Holy Spirit is not weird and spiritual gifts are not weird. It is not weird. Another misunderstanding that we have about spiritual gifts is that we think misunderstandings, uh, we think that spiritual gifts are natural talents. They're not natural talents. There's a difference between natural talents and spiritual gifts. For example, if you know how to, if you know how to draw, that is a natural talent, right? You are, you are born with this gift. You know how to draw really well. Anybody know somebody that knows how to draw really well? Like they just have this gift since they were born. It's a natural talent. Other of us, we, some of us, we draw and it, we don't, it looks like chicken scratch. And it's just like, what is that? No, that's not your, you don't have that talent. But you were born with that. That's not a spiritual gift. You were born with the talent. Anybody know somebody that knows how to sing really well? Come on, like Nate that sang so beautiful. And by the way, he did awesome around our giving. He should preach more often. I'm just saying. And... Um, Right, and, and he's just born with this natural gift. The rest of us, we think we know how to sing. We just sing in the shower, but, but we don't have this talent. It's just a natural talent, but that's not a spiritual gift. A spiritual gift, it, it's a spiritual ability that the Holy Spirit gives us, and we need him, right? Other misunderstandings is that only certain people have spiritual gifts, right? We think that maybe the elite few have spiritual gifts, and so I don't. I'm here to tell you that is a myth, that is a lie. Spiritual gifts are for all of us. If you're in here today, if you're alive, if you have oxygen in your lungs, you have spiritual gifts in your life that God wants to use. Can I get an amen? amen. So what is a spiritual gift? We've defined it this way. This is what a spiritual gift is. If we could put up the definition of the way we kind of summed up what a spiritual gift is. Spiritual gift is a supernatural ability given to all Christians to do God's work on earth. It is a supernatural ability given to all Christians to do God's work on earth. That's what a supernatural spiritual gift 
is. In fact, Paul says in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and chapter 14, he says to desire the gifts. And the word he's using in the Greek is a strong desire. He says, I want you to covet the gifts, right? Like ask for them, he says. So there's nothing weird about them. In fact, when you ask for them, he will give them to you. So today, I think what we need to do is not be scared, not be weirded out by the spiritual gifts, not think that there's only for a few, not think that we may have some talent. No, it's a spiritual supernatural ability we need to ask. I don't know about you, but I need more spiritual gifts in my life, and I want the Holy Spirit to empower me and to use me. Can I get an amen? amen. Every single time we see the Holy Spirit come and fill somebody up, automatically we see the gifts start to use in their life. In fact, the Bible says that the apostles, they did supernatural things and they did extraordinary things because of the spiritual gifts in their life. Can I tell you that God doesn't just want you to live an ordinary life? He just doesn't want you to live an ordinary kind of mediocre life. He actually wants you to live an extraordinary life. He wants you to have a life full of his power, full of his grace, full of his gifts. I'm telling you, we are not normal because we have gifts of the Holy Spirit. We can function in his gifts. We can operate in his gifts. We can move in his gifts because this is how God wants us to live. He wants me and you to have gifts. Can I get an amen? Anybody believe that? Does anybody want spiritual gifts in this place? Somebody, people are still like, oh, I don't know, not me. It's a supernatural, God-given ability to do God's work on earth. We see that we've been talking about the Holy Spirit for the past three weeks. Week one, we talked about the person of the Holy Spirit. And we said that the Holy Spirit is a person, not an it. We said that he's our helper, our counselor. We too, we learned about the power of the Holy Spirit and how he comes to baptize us in his power. In fact, Jesus says this in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Jesus told the disciples this. You will receive power. Somebody shout power. When the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all of Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. The word power there in the Greek, write this down, is the word dunamis. Dunamis is actually where we get the English word dynamite from. You will receive dynamite when the Spirit comes upon you. What he's saying there is you will receive God's explosive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. I don't know about you. But I don't want to live this life on my own strength, on my own ability, on my own wisdom, on what I think I know. But I need God's explosive power to be a better husband, to be a father one day, to lead my family well, to pastor a church well. And it's not just any power. It's God's explosive power in my spirit and in my soul. Today, he doesn't want you to live an ordinary life. He wants you to live a life full of his power, explosive power. Come on. God's explosive power in your life. You have power from the Holy Spirit on the inside, and it's God's explosive power. Some people are like, oh, be careful. I might explode in here. It's, like, it's God's explosive power on the inside. When you can't, he can't. When you think that you've ran out of strength, let me tell you, God's just getting started. When our abilities and our limits are all used up, God is just beginning in our life. There's God's explosive power available in our life. So he wants us to fill us with this power. That's why Paul said in the book of Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18, Paul says this, do not get drunk on wine. He says that leads to debauchery. Don't, don't get drunk. Paul is saying don't, don't drink too much wine. Don't drink too much wine and you become drunk. Have you ever seen somebody drunk on wine? They've lost all control of their life. Don't point at nobody right now. Instead... Paul says this, instead, be filled with the Spirit. That word, be filled, we talked about it a little bit last week, is to be completely full and a continual filling. 
It's an every single day type of feeling. Do not get drunk on wine because whatever you're full of is going to control you. Right? If you're full of wine, then the wine is going to control how you move, how you talk, how you function. If you're full of negativity, negativity is going to operate how you talk, how you think about life, how you think about relationships. If you're full of fear, fear is going to control your life and where you go and what steps you take. But if you're full of God's explosive power, come on, he has total control over your life, over your mouth, over your mind. I don't know about you, but I want the Holy Spirit to have total control over me. So he wants to have total. In fact, the Greek picture there that he's painting is a twig thrown into a river, a, a, a mighty stream, that the twig has no power. It just goes wherever the stream goes. If you throw a, a branch or a twig into a river, it's just going to go down. With, the twig is not in control. Can I tell you that when you're under the control of the Holy Spirit, you have no control. It is absolutely him. And he's controlling your life, and he's telling you where to go and what to do. This is the kind of gifts and power that the Holy Spirit comes to give us. In Acts chapter 2, in Acts chapter 2, we've all probably read this a million times. It says that Jesus had told the disciples not to leave Jerusalem until the Holy Spirit came upon them. So they went to Jerusalem, and they went up to the place called the upper room. They were in a room, and the Bible says it was about 120 of them. And they were worshiping, they were praying, they were talking about certain things that they were going to do. And while they were there, it was Pentecost time. Now, a lot of us hear this word Pentecost, and it scares us a little bit. If you grew up in church, when you heard the word Pentecostal, you knew tambourines were coming out, flags were coming out, and snakes. And you knew it was bad news, right? The word Pentecost is nothing to be afraid of or nothing to have fear. The word Pentecost literally means 50. It's not a scary word. It means 50. Pentecost was 50 days after Passover. There was Passover and then 50 days after was Pentecost. It was this festival that God's people did. So Jerusalem was full of people. Like everybody took a trip to Jerusalem for Pentecost because it was party time in Jerusalem. They were going to celebrate Pentecost. It was like La like Ocho here in Miami, right? Like everybody went to Jerusalem. It was time to celebrate. Everybody was going to be. They were all eating pita chips and hummus. It was great. It was amazing. It was awesome times. Up in the upper room was 120 of God's people, and they were waiting on the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says that all of a sudden, like a rushing wind, the Holy Spirit fills the room. Whoa, that's, that's, pretty, that's pretty crazy. Like, imagine right now a rushing wind into this place where you feel it, you sense it. And all of a sudden what appeared like tongues of fire over their heads, and they all began to speak in unknown languages. That's powerful. That's the type of God we serve. Acts chapter 2, verse 4, it says, all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit, and they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. They began to speak in other tongues. Tongues is one that we have massive confusion about. I'm going to talk about it in just a moment, but it says they began to speak in other languages. The languages that they were speaking was actually the language of the people that were in Jerusalem. And th imagine, the streets are filled with people here in this upper room. This noise is happening. Now, all of a sudden, all these people are praising and going crazy and saying a bunch of stuff that people started going around the building, and they're like, these men are drunk, and it's only 9 in the morning. Right? They're like, they're like, oh, man, talk about being drunk. Like, these people party hard, right? Kind of like Hispanics. Like, we don't care what time it is. We're just going to party all day. They're like, man, it's 9 in the morning, and these people are already drunk. And Peter stood up out of the group, and he says, these men are not drunk on wine, as you suppose, but we are actually filled with the Holy Spirit. Because when the Holy Spirit fills you, you got to give God a praise. Oh, I think you heard me, 1 p.m. Come on. When the Holy Spirit fills you, you have to give God a shout. 
your mouth just starts opening and you give God a praise. And you say, my God, I thank you. My God, I thank you for God's explosive power. I'm full of the Holy Spirit. And so all of them started to do this. They began to speak in other tongues because the gifts were already in function. In fact, Peter starts to preach and 3,000 people get saved right then and there. It's God's explosive power. And we see that as soon as the Holy Spirit fills us, the gifts begin to operate. I want to talk to you about the gifts really quick for the next 15 minutes. Number one, the first thing we have to know about the gifts is that you have gifts because you have purpose. I want to repeat that one more time. You have gifts because you have purpose. Maybe you're saying, Alex, I, I don't know if I have gifts. Maybe, maybe it's only some pastors that have gifts. Maybe, maybe it's only certain leaders that have gifts. But I don't think I have gifts. I'm going to show you something. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, the one I told you to underline and highlight. Chapter 12, verse 7, if we could put it up. He says, a spiritual gift is given to each of us. Somebody shout, each of us. Does it say a spiritual gift is given to some of us? A spiritual gift is given to only the cute ones. <laughs> Spiritual gift is only given to those who come to church every Sunday. No, spiritual gift is given to each of us. Every single one of us has spiritual gifts. If you're a follower and a believer of Jesus, if the Holy Spirit has baptized you and filled you, you have a spiritual gift. I want to tell you this afternoon, you have more in you than you know, and you can do more than you think. You have more in you than you know, and you can do more than you think. So many of us, God, I, I, don't, I don't have the ability. God, I can't function. God, I don't know if I can serve. God, I, I really don't know if I can move forward. God, I, I really don't know. Can I tell you, he's given you gifts because you have a purpose. He's filled you on the inside. In fact, maybe there's some people in here that walked in here, and you're like, Alex, God has left me alone. I, I think God wants to bless my neighbor, but not me. I think God has gifts for the person next to me, but not myself. I'm here to tell you he's given gifts to each of us. You are not an orphan. You're not an accident. You're not a mistake. I don't care what your mom and your dad told you. I don't care what people in your lifetime have told you. I'm here to tell you there's a God who's a designer. There's a God who's an architect, and he created your life. He spoke you in into existence and he's filled you with gifts because you have a purpose you're not a mistake you're not here by some cosmic random chance you're here because there's a designer God and he created you in fact you're here today and you're hearing this because he loves you and he has a plan and a purpose for your life this is the God that we serve Today, your past mistakes can't hold you. Your past sins can't hold you back. If God has forgiven you, his grace is enough to pick you up and say, I want to use you. I've got my hand on you. I've anointed you. I picked you for such a time as it. Is there anybody grateful for the grace of God that forgives us and picks us and uses us? My God is good. My God is faithful. My God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all I can... Ask, think, or imagine. Come on. I don't think God can use me. Yes, he can. And he's giving you gifts. And he's giving you gifts because you have a purpose. Right? Like, like let me give you an example. This mic has a purpose, right? The, the purpose of this mic is to grab my voice and extend it to the furthest reach possible, right? So, like, if we were to break apart this mic, and we're not going to do it today, but... It has a lot of pieces on the inside, right? Some batteries and some cables, and they're all kind of, I'll probably get electrocuted dealing with this thing, and, right? Because it, it needs these pieces so it serves its purpose. 
There's gifts inside of you that you need to serve God's purpose for your life. Your purpose. God has designed a purpose for your life, and he has his hand on you. you. And he's giving you gifts so that you can fulfill this purpose. Church, let me tell you something. Don't underestimate what God has overgifted. Don't underestimate what God wants to do with your life. Oh, he can't. You, I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just a young boy from Hialeah. I don't think God can you. He can grab somebody from Hialeah and take you around the world because it's God's grace and it's God's anointing and it's God's hand over you. Alex, I've made too many mistakes. Alex, I'm divorced. Alex, I'm sick. Alex, but you are gifted because you have a purpose. doesn't matter what's happened in the past. God has gifted you. Anybody enjoy gifts? Come on, that's why we love Christmas and birthdays. We love when people give us gifts. One time, I'll never forget, I opened up this gift that somebody gave me, and they were part of our family back then, but not no more. <laughs> but, but it was just like an old, my sister's old uh, mother-in-law, and I don't even know why I'm saying this. God forgive me. But I love you. But one time, she gave me this gift, and I opened it up, and it was a pair of socks, and I'm like, thank you so much. God bless you. <laughs> pair of socks, right? But, but God has a gift for us. The Bible says in the book of Luke, that if men, being evil, give good gifts, how much more our God in heaven, our Father who loves us. He has good gifts for us. And he's gifted us the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit comes with gifts. He's giving you a gift because you have a purpose. Number two, write this down. Use your gifts because others benefit. Use your gifts because others benefit. Maybe like Alex, I, I may have a gift. Okay, fine. God gave me a gift, but what do you want me to do? We want you to use it. God wants you to use the gift that he's placed in you. God has gifted you not for your own benefit, but for others' benefits. Can I tell you this? God, God didn't purpose you and God didn't put a gift inside of you to be prideful. He's gifted you to be helpful. Hello. How many around the church have we seen? God has gifted them with something, and all of a sudden they walk with their head really high. It's like, yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm the prophet. Call me Mr. Prophet. I'm not going to call you. I'm going to call you by, your, by whatever your mama called you. <laughs> right? I understand respecting all that, but it's, uh, all of a sudden we allow our gifts to form some kind of platform for who we are. Wait a minute. Gifts are not coming to show who we are. Gifts come to show who God is. And the minute the gifts are about us, we're missing the whole point. In fact, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7, what we were just reading, he says, a spiritual gift is given to each of us, what we just talked about, so that we can help who? Each other. So that we can help who? Each other. each other. We need each other, church. Like, this is, this is the body of Jesus. This is a community. I need your gift and you need my gift. And the minute we're not walking in our gift, the minute we're not using our gift, you're cheating God's people out of what he's placed in you. Right? Imagine you sitting on your gift your whole life and God has purposed you. God has given you a gift on the inside and, and you're not using it. We need your gift. Maybe you're like, okay, what, what is my gift? I don't know what my, what my gift is. If you don't know what your gift is, there's some places to kind of help you out. Look what Paul says in Romans, Romans chapter 12. We could put Romans chapter 12. And I'll, I'll tell the band to come up in just a moment. If you guys could just hold on just for a second. And uh, Romans chapter 12 says this, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. And if it's to encourage, then give encouragement. If it's giving, then give generously. If it's to lead, do it diligently. And if it's to show mercy, do it cheerfully. That's a list right there that Paul gives us 
of different kinds of gifts. If we could put up the list of kinds of gifts that Paul just talked about there, this is what he talked about. He talked about prophecy, serving, giving, encouragement, leading, mercy. So that's one list that you could look at in the Bible and say, okay, where do I fit in this? What is, what is my spiritual gift? Right? Keep that, up, keep that list up there really quick. But, but let me give you a couple other places that you can look. Romans chapter 12, but you could also look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12. There's a list of gifts there. You could also look at Ephesians chapter 4 and 1 Peter chapter 4. Those are different lists that Paul talks about gifts. But I want you to look at this. And maybe you're like, okay, Alex, but how do I know which one I have? Well, well number one, talk to God. Spend some time with God, right? I, I hope we all don't just come to church. I hope we have personal time with God throughout the week and take 15, 20, 30 minutes throughout the week before work or after work and just say, God, what gift do you have inside of me? How do you want to use me? I believe he's going to start showing you. Number two, do a self-analyzation and say, okay, what do I like? What do I enjoy? What are my passions? What do I love? That, that, that could also signify or give you a signal of what kind of gift you have. Number three, read the Word of God. All those passages that I just gave, gave you. Get in the Word, and it's going to show you, okay, wait, what, what is my gift? Number four, one of the things that you can do is take a spiritual gift test, right? People have come up with these, pastors and leaders throughout the years. And, for example, in Growth Track, week three, every single week three, we take a spiritual gift test. If you haven't taken Growth Track, I encourage you to take it. In fact, Cycle 1 begins again next Sunday, and uh, you can sign up and go. It's free. It's four weeks really quick, and then you're back in service. Um, a lot of people, what they do is they either come to the 9 or 11, and then they go to Growth Track. But it's an awesome class, four-week class, that's going to show you, discover your gifts. I've heard this one example of how you can know your gift according to kinds of gifts. It's called the apple pie example. Let me, let me just explain it to you. If all of us were at a restaurant, let's say all of us were at a restaurant, and you order an apple pie. And you start eating your apple pie, and while you're eating the apple pie, you, you, you all of a sudden grab the plate, and oh my God, you drop the apple pie, right? And now there's a mess all over the table, there's a mess all over the floor, you drop your apple pie. The way we react to that situation might give us an inclination of to what spiritual gift you have. For example, if you have the gift of, uh, the gift of prophecy, you're going to react this way. Mm-hmm. I knew that was going to happen. I've been seeing it. I could have told you that you were going to make that. I, told, I, I could have told you that. That's flavor. Anybody know somebody like that, right? Mm, I, I knew it. I saw it before it happened, right? That's a gift of prophecy, right? If, <laughs> if it's a gift of serving, right, you might come over and say, oh, my goodness. Here, let me help you pick up this plate. Let me help you pick up all these crumbs. Oh, my God. Can we get a napkin here? You got some crumbs on your shirt, boo. Let me help you take that off, right? Like, you, you're just a servant. You, you want to serve. Then you might have the gift of serving. If it's giving, you're going to stand up and say, oh, my goodness, the apple pie. Oh, don't worry about it. Hold on. Waiter, can you bring me another apple pie? In fact, that one might fall again. Can you bring me two apple In fact, everybody want apple pie? Give me six apple pies for the whole table. Just, you have a gift of giving. You're generous, right? That's a gift of giving. If it's encouragement, you're going to come over to the person that dropped the apple pie, and you're going to say, oh, my goodness, don't you worry. Listen, I believe in you. You're never going to drop an apple pie again in your life. You're more than able to do it exceedingly well. Come on. God has gifted you to eat an apple pie well. I believe you can eat an apple pie without it dropping to the floor. You're an encourager, right? If it's leading, you're going to stand up and you're going to say, wait a minute, what happened was the table wasn't set up right. We need another table. We actually need three waiters because one waiter is not enough. And let's come up with a system that we can serve the apple pie and it can sit on the table. You're a leader. You just lead things, right? Mercy. If it's mercy, you're going to come over. That's kindness. You're going to come over and be like, oh, my God, are you okay? Is there anything I can do for you? I'm here. Let me give you a hug. It's okay. It's okay. There's more apple pies. Don't worry about it. That's one way. <laughs> <laughs> apple pies for everybody that's one way that you can say okay wait wait what is my gift look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and 
Now the band can come up. It says, now to each of us, this is Paul. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one, there's given through the Spirit of message, wisdom. To another, the message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. Keep on going to the next one. It says this. Now to another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And still to another, interpretation of tongues. All these work of one Spirit. And he distributes them to each one just as he determines. In other words, the Holy Spirit gives them however he wants. However he wants, he's going to give you a gift. He determines it. Now this is what I call the primary gifts of the Spirit. If we could put up the list. This is what Paul just talked about in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. These are different kinds of gifts, right? These are the primary gifts of the Spirit. There's words of wisdom. For example, God gives you words to help people at a certain moment in time. They come up to you and they're like, they're sharing what they're going through in their life. And all of a sudden, God's like, tell them this, tell them this, tell them this. And you, you give them wise advice. You have the gift of words of wisdom. Words of knowledge, right? You don't even know their situation too much, but you're like, I believe this is what you should do. I believe that God is showing me this. He put this on my heart. This is what you should do in your life. Those are words of knowledge, and God is going to give us words of knowledge at a time. At times, God has allowed me to operate in that gift, and I've been able to speak into people's lives, situations that I didn't even know about. Faith. Maybe maybe you need somebody around you. All of a sudden, somebody around you comes with, with big, big faith, and they believe God. And they, you got to ever get around somebody with a lot of faith. Like You walk away like, my God, I can do this, right? This is faith. Healing. Anybody believe that God is still a healer? Some people have the gifts of healing. In other words, like some of us will pray for people and, and they won't get healed. They'll die. But other people, they, they have a gift, right? God has God given them this gift and they lay hands on people and, and they get well, right? And it's just not everybody. At the end of the day, it's God's will. But he allows certain people to have the gift of healing at times. Gift of miracles. We believe that God does not just certain things, but he can do all things, miraculous things, impossible things. And certain people have that. Discerning spirit, right? A discerning spirit where, where you just know something. You're just like, wait a minute. I, I just, my wife, for example, she, she has this. She has a discerning spirit, right? I think all husbands could say our wives had discerning spirit, right? Right? Like my wife will we'll walk somewhere, right? We'll walk into a room and automatically she, she'll be like, mm -mm, no, no, let's get out of here. Something's, something's not right here. Like I just, I just feel it, right? Or somebody will come up to us and tell us something and she's like, mm -mm, don't, let's not go that way. Let's not, let's not get into that. No, I just feel it, right? Like it's just, it's the, the Holy Spirit has given her this discerning uh, spirit. Prophecy. Prophecy's right. I'm not talking about weird prophecy. Maybe some of us, we've seen weird prophecy. Like, mm, God just showed me in the next 24 hours, you're going to get hungry and you're going to eat. It's like, yeah, okay, that's normal. Like, you know, I'm talking... I'm talking about real prophecy, right? It could be an exhortation. I remember one time my youth pastor sent me to preach somewhere. This was years ago, and it was the first time I had ever gone to preach anywhere. And I was nervous as can be. I was shaking. And it was a, a concert had happened, a hip-hop concert and some break dancers. And then it was like, hey, Alex is going to bring the word. I'm like, oh, my God. So I go up there, and uh, a lot of these people weren't even Christian. And I, I just share the gospel for a little bit. And then at the end, I do a salvation call. If anybody wants to follow Jesus, a bunch of them raise their hand. It was awesome. Then afterwards, while I'm praying, Right before I, I get handed the mic again, I just sensed in my spirit. Like, I, I don't even know how to explain it. It was like a feeling in my heart. It was an impression. And I really felt that somebody was dealing with a suicide spirit, like big time. Like somebody had actually recently tried to kill themselves. And so I said, okay, I'm just going to share this. Like, I'm just going to say this. And I, I start to say, I said, somebody here, you, you've tried ending your own life. And 
and you attempted suicide and, and you think you're not worthy. And as I'm saying this, I'm like, Alex, what are you talking about? You're crazy. Stop right now. Shut up. Oh, my God. This is like, I'm just nervous as can be. And autom automatically somebody raised their hand and just started weeping and crying and crying and crying. And people got around them and laid hands on them. It's a gift of prophecy, right? Like, and to me, it doesn't happen often, but every once in a while, it will happen. It's a gift of prophecy. The gift of tongues is just a, a heavenly language between you and God. Now, some people say, Alex, is it true that if you're full of the Spirit, you have to speak in tongues? I'm here to tell you that is absolutely not true. That's not in the Bible. Okay, the gifts is given to some people as he decides, right? Speaking tongues is just a prayer language between you and God. I know some people that have been asking God for it for years and never got it and met a God, pastors of large churches and they never got it. Other people do it. Just all depends. I have it and uh, I use it every once in a while but it's not to be done publicly. For example, if I grab the mic and I do it on a mic, that, that's not to no one's benefit. Nobody's going to understand what I'm saying. If I am going to say it publicly, then the gift of interpretation of tongues needs to be present as well. And somebody can stand up and say, wait, I know what that person said. This is what they're saying. So these are just different primary gifts of the Spirit. I wonder today what, what gift God is in the inside of you. Because I believe there's a gift on the inside of you. And I believe that he's using this gift, and he wants to use this gift to bless other people and to build his church. Some of us have it hidden. Some of us have never used it. A gift of serving, a gift of teaching, a preaching, a gift of leading, a gift of encouragement a gift of prophecy, a gift of tongues. And today, I'm just going to pray that the Holy Spirit would fill you. Most importantly than the gifts, we talk about the gifts and the gifts are awesome, but, but also are the fruits of the Spirit. Because you can have all the gifts, but if you don't have the fruit of the Spirit, then it doesn't matter. Because the last point, gifts is who you are. Gifts is what you have, but fruit is who you are. In other words, you can have, you can have love and lack gifts. But if you have gifts and lack love, then you're in trouble. The greatest thing that the Holy Spirit comes to give us is love. Today, I believe he wants to fill you with his love, with his power, and with his anointing. I'm going to ask all of us to please stand up at our feet. I just want to pray before we go. We've got about five minutes. And unless it's an emergency, you can go. But let's just pray for a moment. I'm going to ask that the Holy Spirit will fall in this place. I'm going to ask that he fills us. I believe some of us in here... We have gifts that we haven't discovered. We have spiritual gifts that God placed on the inside of us. And I believe he wants those to come out. I believe he wants us to walk in these gifts. I believe he wants us, some of us to begin to prophesy. Some of us to begin to speak in tongues. Some of us to teach. Some of us to preach. And so I'm going to ask the whole church to close their eyes. Every eye closed. Every, every head bowed. All across this place. And we're just going to pray for the next few moments. And I'm just simply going to ask the Holy Spirit to fill us. I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to fill you, to fill me. And there's some people in here that you need a fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's just, you need to be renewed again, refreshed again, a continual filling. And I'm going to pray that the Holy Spirit would fill you, would baptize you. And then I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to show you what gifts you have on the inside of you and to fill you. Remember, Paul says, desire the gifts. There's nothing weird about them. They're, they're not just for a few people. They're more than a talent. They're a supernatural ability. Maybe today you're like, God, I want to speak in tongues. Start asking for it. Maybe you're like, God, I, I want to prophesy. I want to love better. God, I, I actually want to be a service, but I want to be an encourager. Today, he wants to show you your gift, and he wants you to start to walk in that gift. So I'm going to ask the band to lead us in this song. With every eye closed, every head bowed. If you're in here today, you're saying, Alex, I want more of the Holy Spirit. This is what I want you to do. Forget about who's to your right, who's to your left. I want you to begin to lift up your hands, both hands. The Bible says that he rewards those who look after for him diligently. With no shame, with no fear, I want you to raise up your hand. And I want you to begin to open up your mouth and ask the Holy Spirit to fill you. 
Come on, I just want you to open up your mouth and say, Holy Spirit, I want more of you. We're going to pray in a moment. Come on, let's worship him with all we got. Come on. In fire and thunder The mountains melt Like wax before you Come on, let's worship Him with all we got. Come on, let's lift it up. Your kingdom reigns In everlasting grace Wonder. Come on, the Holy Spirit is in this place. Your love making all things new. Your love making everything beautiful. You fall like rain in fire and thunder. The mountains melt Like wax before you Your kingdom reigns In everlasting grace and wonder Your love making all things new Your love making everything beautiful Come on, with your hands raised. Come on, no spectators, participators. Let's lift up our hands. If you're saying, God, I want more of your Holy Spirit, I'm going to pray right now. I believe that the Holy Spirit is here. He's our helper. He's our counselor. He's our advocate. He's our intercessor. He's our friend. And I'm going to ask that the Holy Spirit fill you from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. In fact, I'm going to ask pastors and leaders to begin to go around the auditorium. And I want you to begin to lift up your mouth. Don't wait for somebody to pray for you. Just open up your mouth and say, God, I need you. Come on. Whatever comes out of your mouth, God, I need you. God, I need you to fill me. Come on, young people. I believe that the Holy Spirit is going to fill you this afternoon just lift up your hands and tell them feel me I need more of you come on I, my marriage needs more of you my relationships need more of you come on every single pastor connect group coach I need you to go around the auditorium and begin to lay hands on people come on we're gonna sing this out father I thank you right now I thank you that your Holy Spirit is here God I pray that the same way that you fell in the upper room like a rushing wind God, that you bring a rushing wind into our heart, into our soul, into our life. God, I pray that you fall upon us. We're hungry for more of you. Jesus, we need more of you. Holy Spirit, baptize us once again from the top of our head to the soles of our feet. Come on, lift up your hands and tell them, fill me, fill me. Desire the gifts. Give me the gifts. I want more of you now, now, now. I want more of you, God. Fill me. Fill me with your spirit. Fill me with your anointing in Jesus' name. Come on, lift it up with all you got. Come on, let's sing it out. You fall like rain in fire and thunder. The mountains melt like wild. 
Time. We're leaving right now. If you're sick right now, if you're sick in your body, if your doctor gave you a report, I don't know what it is. It could be cancer. It could be asthma. It could be a back pain. I don't know what the doctor told you. You, you might have a tumor. I believe that we have a healing God. Come on. Anybody believe that God is a healer? I'm going to pray right now that God would just move in healing power, that he may heal 
whoever he desires is his will not ours whatever your eye closed if that's you I want, I want you to raise your hand wherever you're at right now if you're sick in your body if you're sick in your body disease a sickness a condition right now come on I need pastors and leaders to lay hands father in Jesus name I thank you that you are a healer I thank you that you are the healing God that created our bodies you created our minds our arteries our veins and I ask you right now to come healing in Jesus mighty name God it's in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth we believe that at your name every single condition and sickness has to bow its knee right now I pray that cancer begins to bow its knee I pray that tumors begin to dissipate and disintegrate by the power of the blood of Jesus I believe that you're the one that created every capillary every artery every vein and I pray right now that you begin to call it to order to line up with the way that you designed it God a perfect design God I pray for healing of asthma I pray for healing of back pain I pray for healing of migraines in Jesus mighty name high blood pressure God in Jesus name that you bring it down you are a healer every single condition healed right now thank you Holy Spirit you are the healer heal be healed in Jesus name be healed in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth be healed whenever your eye closed head bowed if you're in here and you say Alex I don't know God I'm far away from God I just walked in here today maybe for the first or second time and this is a little bit weird for me I, I don't know can I just tell you God loves you so much it's not a coincidence that you came in here God has a plan and a purpose for your life today if you're in here you're saying Alex but you don't know what I've been through you don't know what I've done I, I, I've messed up I've sinned I, I have guilt and shame I may not know and I don't have to know but God knows and he loves you still he's waiting for you with arms open wide I'm gonna ask the church to pray eyes closed head bowed for privacy and concentration but if you're in here you say Alex I need to get my life right sin separates us from God but Jesus unites us with God he came and he took my sin your sin we're all sinners we've all failed God he took it with him up on the cross and he died for our sins he went into the grave and he died for our sins the Bible says that he didn't remain in the grave but after three days he resurrected Jesus is alive Jesus is the hope for humanity Jesus is the answer you've been looking for stop searching you don't have to keep longing you don't have to keep looking Jesus is here he wants to forgive us of our sins and he wants you to bring you into a relationship with the God who created you while the church is praying I'm gonna to count to three in a moment I believe hands are gonna go up if you're saying Alex I, I want Jesus to come into my life I need forgiveness of my sins I need a brand new clean slate I want a brand new beginning doesn't matter what you've done how big or how small his grace is enough if that's you if you say Alex I need a relationship with God at the count of three I want you to raise your hand where you're at I'm just gonna see you I'm not gonna embarrass you or I'm not gonna put you on the spot I just want to see you for a second and then you can put it right back down come on while the church is praying if that's you raise your hand one two three all over this place you raise your hand you raise your hand you raise your hand come on hold it up a little higher a little longer amazing amazing here to my left I see you 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 here in the middle I see you 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 to my right I see you I see you amazing God bless you awesome good move anybody else you raise your hand all of you that raise your hand I'm gonna say a simple prayer this prayer all we're doing is asking God to come into our life and to be our Lord and our Savior to forgive us of our sins in fact I want you to repeat this with me out loud the whole church we're gonna say this out loud I want you to say father thank you for this afternoon thank you for this opportunity I admit that I'm a sinner and that my sin separates me from you Jesus come on say it. Jesus I believe you're the son of God that you die for my sins and on the third day, you resurrected. Come into my life. Be my Lord 
and be my savior. From today on, I'm forgiven, I'm saved, and I'll follow you all the days of my life. I have decided to follow Jesus. Amen, amen, and amen. We hope today's message has encouraged you. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel or visit us at calvaryconnect.com for more information. Till next time.